Welcome to OOD Works, the podcast, a show about unique individuals and services provided by Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, the state agency that helps individuals with disabilities find a job and be more independent. Here's your host, Kim Jump. On this episode of OOD Works, I'm pleased to introduce you to Kinshuk Tella. He's a recent graduate from Miami University with bachelor degrees in both geology and environmental science. Currently, he's a graduate student in the Master's of Environmental Science program at Miami University with a concentration in water resources. He has a deep passion for the natural sciences as well as science-based policy solutions. And this summer, Kinshuk is interning in Washington, D.C., where he's focused on national climate and air quality programs. When he's not busy with academics and working toward his career, he has a strong love for community building and student empowerment. He's been very involved in a number of blind advocacy groups, and we'll talk more about that as we get into questions. Kinshuk, I'd just love to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to our conversation. Well, me too, especially because you are a science guy, and I would really enjoy knowing where does this passion come from? Yeah, so my love for science, and in particular natural sciences, started from a very young age. Like, ever since I can remember as a kid, I I can recall like always wanting to learn about animals, and I was always so interested in wildlife. Coming from um, growing up in Dayton, Ohio, which is a place not very much not very known for wildlife or ecotourism, there wasn't mm-hmm. much of that in my local community. And but I still go out as a kid and like catch insects and create you know, e- mini ecosystems and glass terrariums and and things like that. And so. I would always find ways to learn about nature and and doing so learn about a lot of natural sciences from reading books at the library about animals to watching all the documentaries about uh, wildlife on National yeah. Geographic and Animal Planet and all of that. And so as I grew up, I wanted to become a wildlife biologist. That was like my goal to work directly with animals. But it wasn't until I started to get older into my teenage years into high school I started finding other passions like music, like like performing, mm-hmm. uh, but in doing so as well, like taking harder, more advanced science classes, I got exposed to things like environmental science, earth science, chemistry, uh, these more advanced scientific topics, which gave me a better understanding of what's out there professionally. And doing so, I really found a passion for the broader natural sciences. Uh, I started to appreciate the earth as a system as opposed to uh, focusing purely on the biosphere, which, you know, which is where animals are, of course, and, mm-hmm. and us humans. I wanted to learn about the earth and how the different systems interact. And I learned about the broader climate environmental issues that we all face that impacts everybody uh, and everything, every living organism on this planet. So yeah. that's kind of where my passion started from. And so when it came to going into college, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, uh, which was environmental sciences. Wow. It's neat to hear how that kind of passion evolved and actually became more broad. In your studies of environmental science, what specific areas or topics do you find the most interesting or impactful? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. Honestly, I like a lot of it. And so I've had a hard time like in the past few years. <laughs> I'm honing in my interest area professionally, especially. Huh. That's why I've been trying out so many internships and trying to see what I want to do full time. 
I, I guess like yeah. more academically speaking, I'm really interested in water issues, water security, water quality issues. Mm -hmm. um, and a big part of that is coincides with my other interest, which is uh, environmental justice. Looks into how environmental issues affect different types of people, in particular um, marginalized or disadvantaged communities like the disabled community, for example. Yeah. Um, and so that's a really interesting intersection. I'm also really interested in looking into. Um, but for a more you know, career focus, like professionally, my subject matter expertise, if you will, or like background is more within air and climate. So I'm also, yeah. of course, very interested mm -hmm. in, the, in climate change uh, as a very relevant topic these days. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really cool about environmental justice. I don't I can't say that I was really familiar with that term even, but that is that's a really neat area. Of, of course, climate impacts all of us and that you have been learning more about your areas by trying out things and learning more through internships. So that's excellent. And you're currently doing an internship in Washington, D.C. Tell us all about that. Yeah, and doing so, I'll tell you some context as to how I ended up here this summer. Okay, so, that'd be great. Um, like you mentioned, I did some internships in the past, in particular in the private sector for U.S. manufacturing companies. The first one with General Atomics, which is an aerospace uh, military contracting company that produced drones for the military. Hmm. Um, and of, any manufacturing operation has, of course, emissions and hazardous waste, waste um, and you know, like um, wastewater outputs. Mm -hmm. And so every company that manufactures especially needs environmental specialists on site to help with the compliance, to make sure that the company is staying legally in compliant with local, state, and federal environmental policy. And so that was my first exposure. I was working, interning within this company, uh, learning what environmental compliance was like from the private sector perspective. And then last summer, I found myself at Tesla uh, in California doing the same thing, but in particular focusing on air quality um, at that company. And then so, you know, I was learning about what it meant for a company to stay compliant with uh, regulations and uh, stay on top of that, reporting regulations to the government. Uh, in particular, California, where both my internships in the past were, California has some of the, the strictest air quality regulations in the country, right? Um, and so that was really interesting to learn from that perspective. And so when it came to this summer, I wanted to try out government because I've always heard government was a great, great career uh, path to go down, especially as environmental professionals. A big, a big push, like in, I think in public education in particular, is that oh, you want to be an environmental scientist? Oh, go to the EPA. It makes sense. Like that's like the, the final okay. people like <laughs> put you in. And I was very untraditional in my approach initially, but I was like, you know what? Let me try this out. Let me try it out. So I was fortunate enough to get an internship um, at not the EPA per se, but like at the uh, U.S. Office of Management and Budget under the Executive Office of the President. Uh, so one of the White House offices is where I'm working this summer uh, awesome. that oversees the management and budget of the U.S. And so at this office, they I work within the environment branch and the environment branch is their client is the EPA. So Think of it as of like the the Office of Management and Budget Environment Branch is the middleman between the EPA and the U.S. President. Uh, so interesting. <laughs> working to yeah. manage that portfolio of programs, and then okay. within that, um, I've been, I was placed under the program examiner who 
uh, looks or manages the climate and air portfolio for EPA. So Mm -hmm. um, getting to really understand um, current environmental programs pertaining to air and climate uh, is is being done right now in the U.S. And so it's kind of like from the private sector last few summers, now I'm able to have a bird's eye view on the other side of the puzzle, you know, the other piece of the puzzle. Uh, It's really interesting to have both perspectives now or to learn about those perspectives. That's great. How have you been able to connect with these internships? Does the school help? Unfortunately, um, so Miami University does not have great many connections to environmental professions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of my all my internship search was independent. Uh, with the past two internships, I did go independently just to a traditional application. I was mm-hmm. well. I, I the story I tell is that last last year I applied to fifty internships, so fifty applications, uh, very rigorous, 50. very rigorously. Oh yeah, wow. very committed. I got one offer, you know, wow. so, and it worked out. Um, I was really yeah. happy with it, but it takes a lot of like, a lot of his like hard work, honestly. It's like putting applications out there, like right. branding yourself, marketing yourself, uh, LinkedIn, all that stuff. But with oh, this you're internship, go getter. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, but a lot of it is, we'll get into it you know, later in the podcast, but it's, it's, not, it's not just me, it's about the community around me. And so, yeah. like, the, the blindness community in particular. I attribute a lot of my accomplishments to them because hmm. without them, like I wouldn't have that energy or motivation or even knowing I could do it, but I'll get oh, into that wow. later. Yeah. Um, oh, that's neat that it's been empowering you even in this regard with internships. I That's going to be fascinating to hear more about. I mentioned how I independently got the last two internships. This summer is a little bit different in that this summer I got into a program the internship program for the American Association of People with Disabilities, which is a nonprofit cross-disability organization. And they have a, a program where they connect 20 interns a summer to federal placement sites. So through that organization, I was able to get placed at my um, internship at the Office of Management and Budget. So it's a little different. So I'm contracted through them. Oh, well, great. Hopefully that made it an easier process then for you. Not as not as much legwork, at least. Yeah, the hard part was getting into that program with the 20 spots, right? So it was fairly competitive, yeah. but it was nice that they had the connections to get me into a really cool uh, placement site that I would not have gone into otherwise. Right. Tell us more about the, the studies that you have left there at school as you wrap up the graduate program. Um, do you go back in fall? Kind of what will you be focused on? Yeah, so I spent my, I finished my undergrad, like you mentioned, um, in four years. But along with that, I was doing a combined master's program with my undergrad. So I was taking some like master's courses um, while I was doing undergrad and double counting some things um, at the graduate level. And so I actually finished all of my master's coursework. So I don't have any more courses to take for my master's. I'm going back to finish like my master's program internship report which is mm-hmm. kind of like a thesis in a way, uh, but less technical. And so I basically didn't have the bandwidth or time in the past two years to like get this done. So I'm going back for one one credit hour of courses uh, just oh, to wow. finish. Just uh, I'm working remotely, not on campus or anything, but I'm just going back to finish my master's. So I need mm-hmm. to, basically this is a report that, so there's, there's three options here in the program, either a thesis, the uh, internship report or a practicum. 
I chose the report. Uh, basically, it's you take an internship or two, um, in my case, and like you um, talk about the internship in like a thesis-style format, not about the internship in particular that you did, but kind of how your internship fits in the broader picture of the industry or sector it's in, um, talking about why that work's important and why like environmental professionals are needed in that space. And so it's very much like a research-based paper in many ways, um, but it's, it's a very large undertaking, large project. And so I'm hoping by dedicating us a whole semester to that one thing, I can finish that requirement, defend the report and graduate in December with my master's. Awesome. Sounds like a solid plan and best of luck as you as you wrap that up and, and spend time focusing on that. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Do you know at this point with these different internships that are you know, very diverse. Do, do you have you nailed down what your ultimate career goal is? I wish I did, honestly, but I'm very much still exploring. I even questioned my environmental professional route at, at some points this summer. I'm I'm, very, hmm. I'm trying to be more open-minded to different careers. I, I know I want to become an um, environmental professional. That is like my number one goal, which is a very broad goal. I don't know exactly what and yet. I very much like policy, so I'm hoping to look do more in policy but i want to just start somewhere and work my way from there i'm also really interested in like disability affairs and mm-hmm. like social equity and justice in general so finding the intersection of those two things would be really cool potentially so yeah i'm still exploring but i definitely want to be a part of i, I want to be part of something bigger than myself which is the environmental issues we face uh, in particular yeah. climate change so I'm very passionate about like being a part of the solution and not the problem. And so, yeah. It's more to you than just an education and just a career. It sounds like. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Also think it's so cool. When I first learned a bit about you, it was very apparent to me that you're a mover and a shaker in the blind community and you've had all kinds of different involvement. You've been on boards, you've held leadership roles. Can you tell us about that? Um, absolutely. So yeah, I I got involved with the National Federation of the Blind through their scholarship programs in 2019 at the state level. And uh, yeah, that, that program like changed my life, like literally changed my life. If you ask me like the <laughs> top two or three defining moments of my life that just changed the course of it, like that was one of them. Oh, um, wonderful. I, I genuinely like feel like my accomplishments and honestly mental health and self-esteem hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, all is attributed to like that community. Oh, Very empowering. Awesome. So I got involved through a scholarship program um, going mm-hmm. in with no expectations. I wanted the scholarship, wanted the money, wanted to like pay for college. I know that that's it. Okay. And I, I, left I don't the, blame you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. But then I, I left. I left that convention at the 2019 National Federation of the Blind of Ohio convention. I left that convention with my my mind just like like blown. Um, I was because I from before that convention, I didn't have any disabled role models or, or especially positive disabled role models mm-hmm. or blind role models. Mm-hmm. And after that, I met so many amazing blind people who were just like me and that were you know, navigating the same challenges. And I yeah. never realized how alone I was until I like got there. I never knew I needed wow. that community until I actually yeah. was in the community. Um, and so I met I, great mentors who are still my mentors today, people I learned from, um, great leaders in the organization, people that are doing interesting things. 
respectable things, everything from entrepreneurship to, to lawyers, to professionals yes. in different spaces. And I realized, Hey, like I, I can do this. Like before I was like, what am I, I'm, I'm what am I doing here? Like, I, can mm-hmm. I do this? Like, this is so much work. Mm-hmm. But I met these people. I was like, Hey, I can do this. And yeah. so I got involved and I have since served. I'm finishing out my two year term at the National Association of Blind Students, which is a national student division of the NFB, uh, as a board member. Uh, actually, my term is done in this upcoming Sunday is our annual business meeting in Houston. So I'll be okay. giving, giving my farewell <laughs> address um, at that. And then I, I also currently serve on the board of directors for the National Federation of Blind of Ohio. And I, um, within that, I also, I chair, I, I, I chair our NFB Ohio Scholarship committee which is yeah. funny i mentioned because i mentioned how the, the the scholarship program got me into the organization and now i'm able to give right. back by yeah giving, full circle yeah <laughs> by helping administer out scholarships we're actually currently in the selection process for our three winners so it's really really fun great um yeah so this is a synopsis of kind of what i've done but a big part of that is in particular i'm blind student affairs so i i really think about uh, empowering blind students and helping level the playing field in and out of yeah. the classroom for blind students. Because a lot of challenges for blind students that are very unique and niche. And right. so by providing like leadership and community and just like general uh, empathy mm-hmm. for, for people, it really does change lives. It changed my life. And so I want to do the same for other people. And we do that in a variety of ways. I'm so happy that you made those connections and got involved and, you know, you sharing about how that's really been a game changer for you with self-esteem and, and, and feeling like, you know, you're not alone. There, there is support there and others that can relate to some of the challenges you've experienced. Thank you so much. Are you also involved in leadership at Miami University? Yeah. Or have been? I, I honestly wish I was more. Um, I I got involved in Miami my first semester. I tried different different things out. I was in the marching band. I did some environmental clubs and and a disability organization, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got more involved off campus with NFB, it took up a lot of my time. I couldn't do as much as I wanted to on campus. And so I basically my involvement on campus at this point had been like very much in the disability space. I served on the on the board, executive board for the Students with Disabilities Advisory Council, which is a disabled mm-hmm. student organization on campus. And I worked very closely with the disability services staff there. Yeah. Um, helping build community, um, cross disability community at the university, which is really, really um, meaningful to me as well. So that's kind of what I did primarily at Miami, uh, served yeah. as a voice for disabled um, affairs. Great. How was it, Kinshuk, that you first got involved with OOD? Yeah, so I got involved with OOD when I was a senior in high school going into college. I turned 18 years old at the time, and I heard about OOD from my uh, vision teacher in high school, I believe. And, you know, he said that the next step was to get me registered for a case with services so I can, you know, get assistance with uh, possibly funding college, getting technology as various support systems to help with like just vocational goals and all that and so we we had our first appointment um at at ood and i got signed up and have been a client since and it's been like very very helpful in many ways um to 
like, give me a lot of funding opportunities to attend conferences, for example. And like the current laptop I use for school is, you know, from OOD. So I'm very right. grateful for those resources that allowed me to su- succeed. Excellent. College to careers, it's where OOD actually has a counselor that's dedicated to Miami University students. I know okay. Wendy, yeah. 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 Yeah, I met Wendy a few years ago, actually, and I actually met with her a few months, um, last month, I believe, and I was just saying, you know, farewell to a lot of the staff at Miami after yeah. uh, for graduation. Um, yeah, I, I've heard about College to Careers. I think it's a wonderful program. I don't know much about it, honestly. I, I I went through the process in my sophomore year for an internship, but it didn't work out ultimately with the employer uh, and, and whatnot. Gotcha. Like, I think it's really hard because, like, again, like, I'm in the environmental field, which is not super mainstream, and right. so it wasn't many opportunities <laughs> for that right. within OOD. Um, but I've been recommending it to other um, students, peers at Miami, like the younger yeah. disabled leaders coming up. I, I mentioned OOD and like um, college to careers, and like yeah. got them in contact with Wendy. Great. Thank, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for doing that and helping us to spread the word. And you know, it makes sense that maybe you haven't heard a lot about it because really, it's you know, the services Wendy provides as a college to careers counselor with our agency are are just like, you know, any of our other vocational rehabilitation services. It's just that she's um, really designated to Miami students. So, you know, she gets yeah. to serve them full time, which is really cool and be there on campus, too. So, yeah, but thank you. We totally. really appreciate the word of mouth. Um, you've you've supported us and. Speaking of supporters, I'm curious who your biggest supporters have been along the way. You know, you you made a nod to some mentors. There's so many people that have like really impacted my life for the better. And it's so hard sometimes to always reach out to the same people as you build your network and all that. Um, and honestly, I give a lot of a lot of credit and a lot of gratitude towards of course, like my family for supporting me and like letting me chase my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like like I mentioned, like the the blind community has really I've met some of my best friends um, in the community, people that are like in themselves have changed my life and like challenged the way I think about my disability and have like um, empowered me to like pursue my dreams because they're also pursuing their dreams and we do so together. Yeah. Um, these mentors who have been doing amazing things. Um, changing the world uh, literally and so I want to learn from them I also do give a lot of uh, gratitude towards the people that took a chance on me uh, my first employers you know Mm -hmm. even like my very first job my first internship I mentioned my first uh, corporate internship at General Atomics like those three individuals who took a chance on me during the interview like you know that that one decision they made had opened up so many doors for me. And so I'm really grateful for a lot of people for supporting me. But I, yeah. that's why I also like want to, you know, give back the way I can through like the scholarship program, for example, um, to like open up doors for other people as well, if I can. So cool. You, you've impressed me so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Besides buckling down and finishing up the internship and crossing the finish line with your master's program, what what do you expect is next for you? Yeah, so after I, I, oh, I'm planning to graduate in December, so hopefully that, that goes according to plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, assuming I graduate in December with my master's, 
I'll be really comfortable enough to explore different the next step with my edu- uh, not education but after education and so I'm going to I'm planning on attending the uh, Louisiana Center for the Blind in Ruston, Louisiana, which is yeah. a, an intensive um, nine-month training program for blindness skills, uh, independent living skills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For so for me, um, I feel very comfortable in many ways, like navigating um, independently life and do, doing everything. I'm very independent. I want to you know be independent, and I am living in, in DC by myself, um, do, very happily. But for me, I realized to succeed to, uh, the way I want to succeed and not mm-hmm. kill myself in the process through like strain and fatigue <laughs> and all that. I need to invest yeah. in like non-visual skills, uh, yeah. invest more efficiently into non-visual skills and learn these things very well to tackle the workforce, to tackle adulthood a lot yeah. easier. Um, and so I'm hoping to gain that, uh, learn, tech, learn um, blindness technology, uh, braille, home management, um, travel, like um, orientation mobility through that program. And again, like to grateful to OOD for um, so far as <laughs> supporting that that endeavor. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm happy you get to do that. Those will be skills that you'll be able to carry forward with you the rest of your life. And just it feels like you're just so well-rounded with everything you've been pursuing. I appreciate that. It's it's really interesting because yeah. I think oftentimes disabled people, especially uh, that are like that seem to be doing like you know super well like getting the, the, all the good grades and all of that like people oftentimes uh, look look at them and uh, don't account for what it took to get there and I feel mm-hmm. like for me personally I have been just barely not drowning yeah I, I want to be able to float not to dr- be paddling myself up to the surface right. and so I'm hoping right. by investing in these non-visual skills I can have a much less free life um, and live more comfortably and I have to like strain the same way I've been used to doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, this has been absolutely a delight kinship. The fact that you're just so passionate about giving back and how you've just applied yourself so much and sharing your vulnerability there that it's that it's been hard you know i'm sure we have so many listeners that can relate to a number of things that that you've shared and have been inspired by the journey that you've been on no thank you so much for having me on the podcast and and, and speaking with you um, i've uh, had some really interesting self-reflection so i really appreciate mm-hmm. the opportunity mm-hmm. to to share my story and I'm always willing to talk to people and I'm happy to talk to people that want to talk about these things. But yeah, thank you so much for the platform and for allowing me to share my story with OOD and the community. A transcript of today's episode is available at ood.ohio.gov forward slash podcast. We welcome you to subscribe and leave a review. We're on social media at Ohio OOD. Do you have a disability? Do you want a job? We can help. OODWorks.com.